book four section sixty four of the world as will and idea volume one by arthur schopenhauer translated by r b haldane and j kemp this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine book four the world as will second aspect the assertion and denial of the will to live when self-consciousness has been attained section sixty four from our exposition of eternal justice which is not mythical but philosophical we will now proceed to the kindred investigation of the ethical significance of conduct and of conscience which is the merely felt knowledge of that significance but first i wish at this point to draw attention to two peculiarities of human nature that might help to make clear how the nature of that eternal justice and the unity and identity of the will in all its phenomena upon which it rests is known to every one at least as an obscure feeling when a bad deed has been done it affords satisfaction not only to the sufferer who for the most part feels the desire of revenge but also to the perfectly indifferent spectator to see that he who caused another pain suffers himself a like measure of pain and this quite independently of the end which we have shown the state has in view in punishment and which is the foundation of penal law it seems to me that what expresses itself here is nothing but the consciousness of that eternal justice which is nevertheless at once misunderstood and falsified by the unenlightened mind for involved in the principium individuationis it produces an amphiboly of the concepts and demands from the phenomenon what only belongs to the thing in itself it does not see how far in themselves the offender and the offended are one and that it is the same being which not recognizing itself in its own manifestation bears both the pain and the guilt but it desires rather to see the pain also in the particular individual to whom the guilt belongs therefore most persons would demand that a man who had a very high degree of wickedness which might yet occur in many others only not matched with other qualities such as are found in him a man who also far surpassed others by extraordinary intellectual powers and who inflicted unspeakable sufferings upon millions of others for example as a conqueror most persons i say would demand that such a man should at some time and in some place expiate all these sufferings by a like amount of pain for they do not recognize how in themselves the inflictor of suffering and the sufferers are one and that it is the same will through which the latter exist and live which also appears in the former and just through him attains to a distinct revelation of its nature in which likewise suffers both in the oppressed and the oppressor and indeed in the latter in a greater measure as the consciousness has attained a higher degree of clearness and distinctness and the will has greater vehemence but that the deeper knowledge which is no longer involved in the principium individuationis from which all virtue and nobleness proceed no longer retains the disposition which demands requital is shown by the christian ethics which absolutely forbids all requital of evil with evil and allows eternal justice to proceed in the sphere of the thing in itself which is different from that of the phenomenon vengeance is mine i will repay saith the lord 
Romans 12.19. A much more striking but also a much rarer characteristic of human nature which expresses that desire to draw eternal justice into the province of experience that is of individuality and at the same time indicates a felt consciousness that as i have expressed it above the will to live conducts at its own cost the great tragedy and comedy and that the same one will lives in all manifestations such a characteristic i say is the following we sometimes see a man so deeply moved by a great injury which he has experienced or it may be only witnessed that he deliberately and irretrievably stakes his own life in order to take vengeance on the perpetrator of that wrong we see him seek for some mighty oppressor through long years murder him at last and then himself die on the scaffold as he had foreseen and often it may be did not seek to avoid for his life had value for him only as a means of vengeance we find examples of this especially among the spaniards if now we consider the spirit of that desire for retribution carefully we find that it is very different from common revenge which seeks to mitigate the suffering endured by the sight of the suffering inflicted indeed we find that what it aims at deserves to be called not so much revenge as punishment for in it there really lies the intention of an effect upon the future through the example and that without any selfish aim either for the avenging person for it costs him his life or for a society which secures its own safety by laws for that punishment is carried out by individuals not by the state nor is it in fulfilment of a law but on the contrary always concerns a deed which the state either would not or could not punish and the punishment of which it condemns it seems to me that the indignation which carries such a man so far beyond the limits of all self-love springs from the deepest consciousness that he himself is the whole will to live which appears in all beings through all time and that therefore the most distant future belongs to him just as the present and cannot be indifferent to him asserting this will he yet desires that in the drama which represents its nature no such fearful wrong shall ever appear again and wishes to frighten every future wrongdoer by the example of a vengeance against which there is no means of defence since the avenger is not deterred by the fear of death the will to live though still asserting itself does not here depend any longer upon the particular phenomenon of the individual but comprehends the idea of man and wishes to keep its manifestation pure from such a fearful and shocking wrong it is a rare very significant and even sublime trait of character through which the individual sacrifices himself by striving to make himself the arm of eternal justice of the true nature of which he is yet ignorant end of book four section sixty four Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine.